found I love this ever before me his seals upon my heart I live for the one I love the one I love the one I love ever before me his seals upon But today's own is a very important edition. Subtitle, subtitle it, Dealing with Depression. I said you should subtitle it, Dealing with Depression. Now, I'm, I'm serious, please. Don't... So I would think that I mean, every time yeah, I'm, I'm being hot on this. I'm very serious. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray that it will not just be information that will be coming out, but deliverance and the power of God will hit every single person listening and bring him joy unending in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Look at verse 23. He says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. What's he saying? That the God of peace 
will cause peace. And he says, and I pray God, your whole spirit, that means your, your spirit will be sanctified with that peace. He didn't say at that time, the God of prosperity. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means God has an agenda or the word of God has an agenda for your spirit. The word of God has an agenda for your soul and the word of God has an agenda for your body. Now, Today, we'll be, when we talk about dealing with depression, we'll be talking about what God has to say, what's God's agenda for your soul. Because depression attacks the mind. All right? It's, it's um, one of the things, uh, the sicknesses that they call mental health. All right? It, it's, it's against the, it's in that realm of the mental health. All right? So it says, the very God of peace sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your body. So a man can be afflicted in his spirit. And when a man is afflicted in his spirit, it's a different kind of affliction. Most of the time, when a man is afflicted in his spirit, most of the time, it is um, the person is being attacked in his spirit by demons. But mind you, it is very hard for a man to be afflicted in his spirit. For a man to be afflicted in his spirit, most of the time, he's not born again. But a lot of the time, when you see someone who is born again, and that person is being afflicted in his soul, you see the person going through one thing or the other. Most of the time, they are being afflicted in their soul. As I had a meeting with some leaders and I was teaching them the difference between someone who is demonized and someone who is possessed. Now, a Christian can be demonized. A Christian can be oppressed of the devil. I won't have the time to take you through all, all that um, right now. But we are dealing with when there is an affliction in your soul. When there's an affliction in your soul. Now, when we talk about mental health and we are talking about um, what, what you know, for example, I'm not going to tell you everything doctors have said because I'm not a doctor. I'm a pastor. I'll stay in my lane. All right? I'm going to tell you what God has to say about depression because it looks like it's getting on the rise. And, and statistics are showing that, you know, for the past 20 years or so, it has been on the rise just like that. People just keep being depressed and people just keep... And um, the antidepressant drugs are being sold early, quickly. Once it gets to the pharmacy, it's getting finished because people are getting into that um, situation more and more. Alright? So, what does God have to say? Is depression a new thing? No. It's in the Bible. In the Bible, what we call depression today is called a spirit of heaviness. It's called the spirit of heaviness. It's called the spirit of heaviness. A man can find... I, I studied the scriptures and one time I found out that Jesus was depressed one day. Matthew 26. I'm reading... I'll start reading from 36... Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. I sing it. I sing it. 
he began to be very sorrowful. He began to be sorrowful and very heavy. There was heaviness on him. He said, the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly, your spirit, soul, and body. So, there's a time that a man's mind, all right, could get heavy with exceeding sorrow. Now, when you check what the doctors have to say about depression, most of the time they say um, it's like an extreme case of sadness. All right? An extreme. So, some people don't know what it is actually, but some too know what it is. But I don't want those who don't know what it is to make those who know what it is feel like, ah, why? Let's calm down. All right? And let's consider everybody now because we are. We are in a mixed multitude. Every, there, there are different kinds of people here who have been through things that other people have not been through and all that. So let's try to come to the middle, all right, for everybody. Now, it says, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, spirit, soul, and body. Now, I said depression is an extreme case of sorrow or sadness. Now, Jesus is saying here that I am exceedingly sorrowful and heavy. Now, at this point in time, what is causing Jesus to be extremely sorrowful and heavy is spiritual. On the outside, nothing is happening to him. On the outside, everything is okay with him. But he is exceedingly sorrowful and heavy because there is something ahead of him that is about to happen. So, Jesus' spirit has caught the signal and in the place of prayer, the, what he's about to go through, that um, uh, ordeal of his death, the, the atmosphere has been passed on to his spirit. So, at this time, Jesus Christ is sorrowful. So, some people sometimes get exceeding sorrowful and heavy, not because something has happened to them. They don't know why they are crying. They don't know why they are sorrowful. It's because there's something ahead of them that is about to happen. It could be one year time. It could be two years time. It could be three years time. But there's something ahead of them that is about to happen. Now, I'm talking, this is the spiritual part of, of depression. Now, let's come to other signs or, or other causes of depression in some people's lives. And then we'll now come and look at what God has to say about depression. How we come out of it from God's standpoint. Because you see, you can go and see a therapist and go and see a psychologist and they can help you to a point. And the thing about demons is, if they are the ones causing it, when you are doing the therapy, they'll walk away to make you think the therapy worked. And when you step out, they say, oh boy, you, you finish? All right, let's go. <laughs> so, what are some of the, the, the causes of One of the main causes of, of um, depression is disappointment. Disappointment. One, disappointment in yourself. You feel a particular cause. Now, I want you to listen to me very well. You know, you feel a particular cause. Then, you look at it like a whole me. Then, or you, you, you got involved in something that you know yourself that I'm, I'm above this thing. Are you getting it? You, you know yourself, you know that this is not my level. This is not me. Or maybe you are very smart. You've been very smart in class from JHS to SHS to uni. You are done and all your mates have jobs. And you look at yourself like, why don't I have a job? You are disappointed in yourself. Then, uh, the other one is, the first one is disappointment in yourself. The other one is disappointment 
in another person. Someone you did not, you, you did not, you know, uh, you didn't think, you didn't expect. <laughs> no, the person promised you the world and the moon. So that we will stay away. The person anomalized you. What destroy everything? Is it? The past is not the present. Listen, I can boldly say that heartbreak has cost more motivational speakers than talent. The young man said, I swear on my life. Hallelujah. If you have not been through it before, you will not understand. Alright, so calm down. Let me continue my message. Alright. So, disappointment another person. Someone you wanted to start a business with. Run away with the money. You didn't think that he would do it. So, every time you think of the person, hey, so I was eating with this person. So, I was, so, hey, This is where quotes and phrases come out. Men are trash. And, and I don't want to belittle anybody's experience. I'm, I'm serious. I don't want to belittle anybody's experience. Because for some people, it was their first love. Do you know that, do you know that a lot of our, or, or some of our sometimes, maybe a loved one, um, if probably you had a loved one, and um, they have passed on, If they were to come alive a year after they passed on, they would have been depressed because of how some people behaved behind them when they died. Oh, a man dies, leaves the will and says, give it to my children. The one uncle from somewhere now starts a whole new thing. So, and... And the man made a mistake by trusting the, the building documents with his brother. And everything changes. So, sometimes disappointment in another person. Somebody you do not expect to behave like that. You put so much trust in the person 
and what the person said to you. So the person now disappoints you. It can cause depression. Then the third one is disappointment in God. No, don't say, hey, a lot of people, where, where, where do you think atheists came from? And check most atheists, all their quotes and their lines are the same. It's like they talk, you can see that it's stemming from a particular conversation. It looks like somebody was hurt somewhere. There are atheists who just don't believe in God for just the, for the sake of not believing in God because they don't want to be accountable for their actions and they try to rationalize and reason every other thing that is happening and say that, okay, there's no God. But there are also atheists who became atheists and they pushed the agenda so much because they expected God to come through sometime for them and God did not come through. In quote. So disappointment in God can also cause, because they think, but I prayed. I remember going to Prosec some, some years ago, and while I was, pre- I was preaching, I said, there's a guy here, you used to believe in God, but because of the things, because I, I had a word of knowledge, the Lord spoke to me. So I said it. When we closed this, the, the, the meeting, the guy came to me and he was crying. And he said, his mom was about to die. He said he did everything he knew. He prayed, he fasted, he did everything he knew, and the mom still died. So why did God take my mom away from me. He was disappointed in God. I want to say something. If God starts behaving without principles, number one, it is not God that killed his mom or it's not God that took his mom. Number one, if God starts behaving without principles, that means we'll not be able to trust many things on this earth. For example, if I throw this handkerchief, all right? I throw this handkerchief to Pastor Claude and say, Pastor Claude, take it. Sometimes when I throw it, I don't even check if the handkerchief has gone. Why? Law of gravity. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But if we're living in a world where God can intercept the throwing of this handkerchief, I will not trust the throwing of the handkerchief. So the world that we see here is being run by laws and principles. A lot of the time, the things that we are blaming God for, he knows nothing about them. So in what circumstances does God make interventions? That's why Daniel said, they that know their God shall be strong. Because when you know God, there are many things that you will let pass. And know that God was not in charge of this and God was not in charge of that. And God was not responsible for this and God was not responsible for that. So these three things can cause, disappointment can cause um, uh, depression. Another one that can cause, another thing that can cause depression is temperament. Some people just have, you know, they are just like that. They are just moody. That's their inner configuration. And it will, be, it will be difficult for you to go and tell that person, just be happy, just be happy. You, you're not giving him solution. Do you understand? And you tell that person, just be happy, just be happy. You know, don't be sad, don't be sad. It's like the person that you don't get what I'm trying to say. I can't just be happy. So, it's like saying something that is over the bar for the person. So the person now starts believing that nobody understands me. That 
also causes depression. So there are some people who are inclined. For example, aside the word of God, that helps me always to be happy and joyous. Aside the word of God, even before I gave my life to Christ, I found out that when I get sad, two days it will not pass. I will just find a way I'll be happy. Some way, somehow, I will just look, I will just find a way to be happy. Some way, somehow. You know about sanguines, right? They are just happy people. You get what I'm trying to say? And there's some people who are, who are, they are just not happy. They are melancholic. They are just not happy people. Now, in this teaching, what I'm doing is, I'm bringing you from facts, then we'll now enter truth. All that I'm stating, they are facts. And if faith is not denying the fact, then I think we should also know the fact, so then we now come to the truth. Then, a third thing that can cause depression is loss of a loved one. How many of you have heard of neural patterns? Have you heard of neural patterns? What's a neural pattern? Who can help me with what a neural pattern is? You know what a neural pattern is? You, you know it? Neuropathy. What's it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so the pathway with which um, signals are sent throughout the body. It's a pathway w- where we, uh, signals are sent to the body. What causes... Scientifically, when we're explaining, when we're explaining an addiction, we use neuro, neuropathy. Why? Because us, like for some people, they just can't, I'm not being judgmental, I'm just, I'm just stating a fact. They just respond to, there's a problem, their first response is weed, alcohol. Why? It has become a pathway in the brain now. It's now beyond, um, I'm doing it because of this. Like their first response, because their brain has captured that information, it has created like a pathway. It's like the road you take home. Sometimes when you are going home and you've been on that road, maybe say five years, sometimes your brain is not, you might be thinking of something else, but you still walk on that road. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like uh, when I moved from where I was staying to my, my new house, when, I was, when I'm going, most of the time I have to remind myself that I'm staying somewhere else. Because before I think I'm on a particular road, what is that? It's a pattern that my brain has accepted that this is how we go home. So what you are trying to teach me now is a new thing and you have to create a new pathway in the brain now. So sometimes because you are used to a particular person, you are used to your sister, you are used to your brother, you are used to um, a loved one, you are used to, you know, then that person is out of the place. That person probably dies. That person is no more. You are used to the person. When you wake up in the morning, even if you don't want to be sad, when you wake up in the morning, you remember that this person, I used to talk with him 12 a.m. every day. Do you get the point? And it is likely to also cause depression. Now, we look at some possible causes but I started by talking about the spiritual one. And Jesus experienced the spiritual one. Jesus experienced um, the spiritual depression. 
that is like, it's like, uh, it, it, and it's happened to me a couple of times. And I was telling somebody, I said, sometimes as a man of God, or as a prophet, I experience this a lot, almost like every day. The spiritual one. Why? A member is on the verge of death in maybe the next one month. I have to catch the signal. If the member doesn't catch the signal, the last place God knows he can, he, he should pass is me. If I sleep that day, the person is gone. So, sometimes God will not come and tell you, you know, um, go and pray for this person because this is about to happen. You will now feel the mood of the person and you will now be forced to go into the place of prayer because of what you are going through. So, I told, I told um, someone some one day, he was like, men of God, people, you, are, you know, you don't like talking to people, you know, like, and I told the person, I said, you don't understand. Sometimes, eh, especially when the person is a prophet, how God can talk with the person, it's not just God will come and stand and say, hey, you, go and do this, go and do this. No. Sometimes God has to hijack the mood of the person to explain to the person what he's trying to say. Look at Hosea. God made him marry a prostitute, just say, so that he can pr- prophesy about whoredom. Do you understand? God was trying to prophesy a certain prophecy. And the prophecy is that Israel has heard against God. And because of that, Hosea was now the um, lab rat of the prophecy. So what did, he now had to marry a prostitute. And the prostitute was now cheating on him. So he now, out of the pain of that cheating, he now went to prophesy how God is feeling about Israel cheating on him. When you pray, pray for men of God, right? They are used for all sorts of experiments by God. Sometimes people think that, oh, he's, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's good, he's good. He has everything figured out. It's all good. They are used for all sorts of experiments by God. So I explain the spiritual one. And the spiritual one sometimes is caused by demons because there's a demon for that then there are also natural causes there. Seeming obvious natural causes of depression. Maybe you have a, a different case, and uh, I might not mention it, but let's look at what God has to say about depression. What do we do when we are depressed? Let's deal with the spiritual depression. When a mood comes to you, a mood you are not expecting comes to you, nothing is wrong, Nothing is wrong. Nothing has gone bad around you. All you are experiencing is that you are just exceedingly sorrowful. Most of the time I tell people that our spirits are very sharp. Our spirits are very sharp. And our spirits pick signals faster than any part of our body. So when you are not so in touch with your spirit, you might lose a lot. When you're not so in touch with your spirit, you might lose a lot. So you need to know the signals that your spirit gives you. When all of a sudden, you are sitting down and all of a sudden, there's a, a, a sudden fear. The tree will say like, Uyemashu. And there's nothing wrong. Nothing is causing it. And all of a sudden, there's a sudden fear. Then, you relax. After some time, it comes again. And you relax after time, it comes again. You don't take the chance you don't take the chance 
Don't say, I'm trying to know what it is. Hey, I'm trying to, and don't immediately start talking to people. What most of the time causes people, all right, what most of the time causes people to experience this kind of thing, this kind of heaviness, and yet still the problem still happens to them. What causes it is that the people don't know, they are not um, skilled in spiritual matters. You see, there's a training with spiritual matters. So, what was Jesus doing? So, we will see the response of Jesus. You see, is Jesus, what Jesus did with his spiritual, uh, the spiritual depression. What Jesus did today. That is exactly what we are supposed to do with what, when, when we experience this. Nothing is wrong with you. All of a sudden, you just feel like something bad is going to happen. And most of the time, you can tell. Most of the time, you can tell. It feels like something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. When it happens like that, don't be afraid. What you do is you need to go into the place of prayer. Now, when I say the place of prayer now, I'm coming, we're not going to get technical with it. There are different kinds of prayer. Don't go and start praying like this. Father, in the name of Jesus, anything that is about to happen, I cancel it. It will not cancel. It will not cancel. You need to know what to do with... These are external factors. It's something from outside that has now come and attacked you. It's telling you that something is about to happen. Most of the time, you will have to... I'll, I'll use this. Maybe in Jesus' day, it was not necessary. But in our day, it's necessary. You will have to go off your phone. Most of the time, something like that, you have to go off your phone. Look for a place. You can be alone. Jacob was depressed a certain day. When he was about to go and meet Esau. Because Esau had sworn that I will kill him the day I see him. So Jacob knew that no matter the blessing my father has given me. If I meet Esau, Esau is going to kill me. So he made all his servants and everybody left. And Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. Most of the time, in a case like this, you have to be left alone. And when you are left alone, what are you going to do? You are going to face the matter spiritually because it's a spiritual matter. When you are so used to talking to everybody or talking to anybody who comes away about what you are going through, you, you will never find lasting solution to what you are going through. When you want to find a lasting solution, that means you're going to go to the root. If you're going to go to the root, that means you're going to face it alone. I said you have to put off your phone. If possible, add a fast. But being alone is very important. These kind of prayers, you don't pray them in the presence of people. Because many things can happen in the place of prayer. Like, you might have to cry. Sometimes, you might have to go prostrate on the floor. One day, a young lady texted me and said that um, during the time she was not born again, she, she had something to do with a guy online. And he sent pictures of herself to the guy. Alright? Now, she was not born again. And it was, she said she was much younger. Like in, I think, either SHS or JS is one of them. Now, she, she comes out. She's now born again. After about five years, this guy resurfaces and says, send me the pictures. Uh, sorry. Um, send me more pictures 
And the girl says, I can't do it. He says, then I'm going to release the ones I have. Now, this girl panics. And I gave her the exact things to do. In this kind of thing, what you have to do is called a contention. You have to go and contend. You have to go and contend. Now, I told her, I said, this is what you do. I said, this one, you are at fault, but this is what you do. I said, go to a place. Be alone. I said, lie prostrate on the floor. And I said, cry. Speak in tongues, cry. Speak in tongues, cry. Until God speaks to you, don't leave the place. When Jacob was left alone, what did Jacob do? An angel appeared to him and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Contended with the angel. Until the angel responded. Bible says that he started contending till daybreak. Do you understand that kind of prayer? It's not five minutes, Father, in the name of Jesus, anything else, can I cancel it? And let me tell you, in the realm of the spirit, when you say, I cancel it, that is not what is heard. You see, it's not... Oh God. For example, for example, for example. First, first Corinthians chapter 2. Let's go there. Let me show you something. First Corinthians chapter 2. I taught this thing in matters of the spirit, but let me let me repeat it. First Corinthians chapter 2. Make sure you're looking into your Bible. I'm starting from verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received. Now make sure you are paying attention. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. That means because we have received the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to know the things that we would not have known naturally. <laughs> Another day. He said, with things also we speak. He said, the things that have been given to us by the Spirit, or the things that we know by the Spirit. He said, those things we speak them. You see the reason why when God gives you something, you have to respond by speaking. He said, the things that have been given to us by God, he said, those things we speak them. That means, if God says that, I have made you rich, you will need to speak it. What God said is not enough. God has told you that I've made you rich. I've made you prosperous. You need to speak it. It has to be something you are saying out of your mouth all the time. He said, with things also we speak. He said, the things that we have received of God. Now we have received the things that the, uh, the Spirit of God had given us. He said, now we have received the Spirit of God. That we might know the things which are freely given to us of God. He said, those things we have to speak them. But how do we speak them? Do we say, I am rich? Do we say, I am, I am fine? Do we say, I am healed? Do we say that? Even though God has said this, are we supposed to repeat what God said? Not exactly. This is how it works in the spirit. Look at it again. We think also we speak. Not in the words. Which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with the, that means the Holy Ghost has to give you the exact word to say. That is why we pray. The prayer is not what is going to cause the the answer to happen. The prayer is just for you to align and get the exact code.
So prayer does not move mountains. No, think about it. The, the Israelites were about to bring down a wall. I mean, if we are supposed to act our faith, the way they acted their faith, after they went around the wall, they should have said, wall, calm down. Wall, calm. am I right? They are supposed to say, wall, calm down. God told them, no, on the last day, shout. It is a shout that will cause it. It is not wall, calm down. God will give you the exact word. The Holy Ghost will give you the exact word. That's why you tarry in prayer. I know a lot of people, they can't, they can't tarry in prayer. And if you can't tarry in prayer, there's nothing nobody can do for you. Sometimes you have to go and tarry in prayer. Until you hear God. You're waiting in prayer, tarrying in prayer, and you are there, you are praying. You are there, you are, you are praying. As you are praying, what are you waiting for? You are waiting for a word from God. You're waiting for an exact thing from God. Sometimes, while you pray, Sometimes it happens to me. Sometimes while I pray, I will just find my, myself. I will stand up and I will say, Oh! Oh! If you come around, say, Ah! What's wrong with this guy? I will say, Oh! Oh! After that, I might not quote a single scripture, but the situation will be solved. What, what, what did I need? That, Oh! That you think that I'm... I, I remember... I remember... Uh, uh, you know, I, I learned to pray a lot experientially from my father in the Lord, Pastor Biodo so I don't pray dumb prayers. Some people pray and all their prayers is full of words and words and words. I don't even like words. I, I speak in my understanding at the end of prayer because that is when I will speak the mind of God. So I don't start, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my auntie, bless my, please. You start the prayer, Libo Carbondes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. And you are stirring your spirit at that point in time because you don't have the exact word. You don't have the exact words. Is it not in words which man's wisdom teaches? You are still operating from your mind. When you start praying in the spirit, if you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, when we close, meet any of the leaders. And you see, don't make it an optional thing for yourself. Oh, it's a gift for some people. No, these signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe? Yes. Go for it. You say, how do I receive it? Go and look for any of the leaders. Tell them, ah. Today, you have to pray for me to receive. And it's that day of determination. That's, it. That's the thing about faith. The day you set is the day you have. Now, faith is the substance of things. It needs to say tomorrow, faith is now. Faith is. Not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Then he says, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That means these spiritual things, we don't, we don't use our natural mind to try and understand them. So you go, what do you do? You, 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 you begin to pray the mind of God. You begin to pray the mind of God. In, in the beginning, and the thing about, about uh, praying, sometimes when people come and see me, I tell them, go and pray for three days. When I say go and pray for three days, I actually don't mean by the third day you get the answer. Because if you don't get the answer by the third day, you are supposed to continue. Because sometimes when I tell you three days, I, I'm expecting that in the third day, if you are really serious about it, I say, God, I, I'm not taking no for an answer. And you take, you, you take your time to stay persistent in prayer. That was a day I was going to have a program in Suhum. Where we're going, I didn't know before we went, I didn't know that it was, um, th- there was a, um, a shrine 
around that place. And that demon spirit has been hovering around that place. And it causes a lot of the people to be very bad. So there are a lot of atrocities that go on over there. I didn't know. But before I went, ah, usually when I'm going to have a crusade, I pray for three days and I, I'm, I'm free my spirit. And I can go and have the program. Because you see, even preaching the gospel, when you go to a place and you have not conquered the place in, your, in, your, in the spirit, the demons will laugh at you when you come there. You say, out. <laughs> Look, a demon can mess up your meeting. Demons can mess up your meeting. <laughs> Some of the cell leaders, last year, I made them have programs, so they know what I'm talking about now. Everything can work. The sound man will not come that day. Everything will work. The sound man will not come that day. So, as I was praying, I started praying. This program is on Saturday. I started praying for Monday. I prayed. No answer. Tuesday, prayed. No answer. Sometimes, you know, when you are tired, you now try to conjure answers. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are lying. Is it so true? You know that I know the things. Oh, thank you, Lord. When you feel the thank you, Lord, check your spirit. Check your, you can see that still there's an unrest. When there's an unrest, you need to return. You need to return. You need to return. You go back there. You pray. You're praying the mind of God. You're praying the spirit. You're praying the spirit. You're praying the spirit. And be sensitive. Be sensitive. I'll share a, t- a testimony with some of my friends about a friend of mine. He's also a man of God. Some of you know him. He came to visit me one day. We're talking about intercession. And we're talking about this kind of prayers. He said he had a member. That member had been, she just went to the U.S. And the moment she went to the U.S., she became, I don't know the right word to use. Because it's not epileptic. It's like, um, it's like someone who had gotten a Down syndrome. And this person was not born with it. The moment she gets to the U.S., saliva starts coming out. She starts, saliva starts coming out of her mouth. She starts behaving weird. And that's his daughter in the, in the faith. So, he just, he knew that this one is coming from somewhere. Do you know how long he spent praying for the girl? He prayed every night consistently for three weeks. On the last day of the prayer, while he was praying, he was on a park praying, three Kwashi boys came to him. And they, yeah, and they came and said, give them a phone. he said he didn't argue with them. He just gave him the, the phone and we went. He said, and God said to him that whatever he was praying about, that sickness is on the phone. So they've taken it away. <laughs> the next day, the girl didn't recover slowly. The next day, the girl recovered. I'm wondering where these question boys are. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's why it's dangerous. Listen, that's why you, it's dangerous to pick somebody's thing in church. You don't know what the people came to church with. You know what God told Aaron? God told Moses, he said, Aaron, he said, Aaron, will, he said, you and Aaron, because of the anointing, he said, they will bear the iniquity of the sanctuary. When you enter church like this, and you know what, you know what the things I hear? So sometimes people come and it's their last money and all their problem is on their money. So when they give me something, I say, hold it. <laughs> Someone comes and say, my mother has cancer, I want to sow a seed. Hey, you 
to put me into trouble. So I said, you stay there. I listen to me. You stay there. You stay there praying. God, if you don't answer, I am not moving from here. So I had to keep praying. I had to keep praying. Let me tell you what happened. By Friday, this program is on Saturday. By Friday, still the answer has not come. From Thursday, I started getting other people to be praying. So other people were praying with me, praying with me. Thursday, Friday, we were praying. I set a prayer team. We were praying with me, praying, praying, praying. By Friday, 8 p.m., we have closed service at Aveno. I'm going back home. And there's still no answer. I said, God. I didn't say exactly that, but like, I mean, in, in current pigeon, it's like, God, we die here today. I move into my room. I move my clothes. I said, God, we die here today. I started praying at 11. I finished 7 a.m. That's when the answer came. 7 a.m. is when the answer came. God, the answer stood up. I said, that is it. That day, when we got there, I now understood why that, that thing happened. There were a group of boys who decided that that program would not hold. And they came dressed funny, almost half naked, to come and distract the meeting. Now, because I have conquered them in the spirit, they sat in the meeting for some reason. And all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord took over me. And I began to rebuke people. And I said, if you want to give your life to Christ, come forward. They all came forward. They, they, they gave their life to Christ crying. I'm not joking. They gave their life to Christ crying. Why? We had held it up in the So imagine that I didn't finish. How many of you, when you are downloading an app and it's 98% you can use the app? So the thing that if you don't finish, you have not finished. It's almost like you didn't even start. Yeah. What is all these spiritual things that I'm, I have to start praying and we, are, we can't finish praying? <laughs> what is all this? What is all this? Now that I come to talk about prayers and go, ah, pray, 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 pray. That if we don't finish, we don't finish. What is all this? Listen, that is it. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. When you get born again, you have to be a fighter. You don't give up. We don't give up here. Do you understand? Are you listening? We don't give up here. Something goes wrong, we bang the wall. And we start again. Then I go on my knees. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Some of you, when, when we come for meetings and we come for programs and people are being healed, what do you think happens? You think it just happened? You think it just happened? Most of the time, the things we have to deal with in the room before we come out. They'll be healed in the program. That is not the problem. Oh. Anybody can do it. Can I give you a mic? <laughs> They'll be healed in a meeting. There is no hard. Anybody can do it. Be healed, be healed. The, the disciples of Jesus, they, they copied Jesus. They copied the way Jesus does his voice when he's healing the sick. They copied the words he used. Meanwhile, they brought somebody, they couldn't cast it out. And the, the father of that boy, to when, at least he should have taken Jesus aside and said it. He said it outside. I said, Master, I gave them to your disciples. They couldn't do anything. <laughs> no, no, Master, your disciples must suffer. <laughs> Jesus. 
did not say any different thing from what the disciples said. He didn't say any different thing. The disciples knew Jesus. Jesus said, out! And they knew that Jesus was using his vocal cord. He was speaking from his larynx with his chest. So Jesus, out! Peter told Andrew, listen, out. You have to do it. Make sure you open your mouth widely. Out! So Peter said, out! Then Andrew said, listen, you have to say, get out. It's not say only out. It's get out. Then Bartholomew said, listen, Jesus, the last time Jesus Christ was in this country, he said, in, he said, he said uh, you spirit of infirmity, get out. So you didn't add the you spirit of infirmity. They all did everything. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody casting out the devil? Get out. So I don't go anywhere. Get out. I don't go anywhere. You are trying me? Are you my size? <laughs> I, I know my man. After he was casting out, I said, hey, can you? You know, remove his head. Hey. Eh? Are you listening? Yeah. The only language the devil understands is power. It's power. Listen, when you, want, when you are looking for oil, oh God, you deal with oil. When you are drilling oil, do you find it at the surface? So the beginning of the prayer, so you begin prayer and you are shaking. You are shaking. You think, that is it. No. That's matriculation. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's matriculation. You will now go for lectures before you graduate. <laughs> so when I start praying, listen, I don't let the beginning emotions control me at all. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I set as a clock to do some certain prayers. I said, when we are going to have major meetings. When you start the first time, I said, this one, not that one. Continue, you see something. <laughs> you start a prayer. You feel the anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have done it all. <laughs> Listen, you start. Allow all the emotions to now settle. Let all that shaking pass. Then you, you realize that now the prayer has started. Then you now go back. Listen, even at the time you are not feeling anything, that's the dangerous part. Go ahead. At the time you are not feeling anything, that's the dangerous part. Go ahead. You know what I'm talking about. You keep on, you keep on, you keep You realize that you have entered another region in the spirit. As you, have, as you keep praying, you realize you have entered another place again. As you keep praying, you have entered another place again. That persistence as you that you will hit the oil. We've talked about the spiritual one. And if it is caused by a demon, alright, if it's caused by a demon, the Bible says when we fight the good fight of faith, he said, lay hold on eternal life. The thing about faith is, the devil only flees when we resist him. Bible says that resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil does not... Now, I'm talking, um, let's say, if I was not... Um, I was not praying for you. Because sometimes we're able to pray for people and the demons go out. But I'm talking about if you wanted to deal with it yourself and there was nobody to pray for you. The devil leaves when we resist him. He said resist the devil and he will, he will flee from you. How do you resist the devil? Because if it was a physical thing, you know you resist like this. But this is a spiritual thing. How do you resist a spiritual thing? He said, in the book of Peter, he said, the devil whom you resist by faith. You see, faith is what resists the devil. Now, imagine if it was as simple as, you know, you, we, we make it look. Then, why will the devil be walking with Jesus? Tempted him three times. 
left. And the Bible says that he left him for a season. That means he was going to come back. So when he was tempting Jesus, Jesus first of all said, it is written. The devil said, no problem. Uh, so now it's Bible, uh, draw your soul we are doing here. No, because the devil first came and came to use a normal temptation. He says, oh, turn this stone into bread for the son of God. Jesus Christ said, it is written. And the devil said, ah, uh, since we are doing draw your soul, it is also written. So what is written does not scare the devil. The devil said, oh, we are doing this one, Bible competition. Oh, it is also written. From that time, the devil also started, it is written, it is written. So he and Jesus were now playing, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. Go and read the book of Luke, the last one. Jesus Christ said, it is said. The Greek manuscript says that, I say unto you. So it is not, it is written. You resist him by faith. You resist him by faith. And most of the time, there's always a, a door that the devil uses to come into people's life. So you need to find out what door does he use to come into my life. Because once you close that door, he cannot come back. But because Jesus Christ made a statement, he says, the devil cometh and he has nothing in me. So Jesus Christ knew that the devil cannot attack him because there's nothing, there's no door. He said he has nothing in me. There's nothing that keeps us together. Talking about the spiritual one. Let's come to the natural, obvious reasons why people are depressed. Disappointments. Now, there are things you need to solve with yourself when you are dealing with disappointments. There are things you need to solve with yourself when you experience depression because of disappointments. Number one, let's deal with disappointments because of yourself. Solve with yourself. Some people are too hard on themselves. And it's a kind of pride. A whole me. A whole me. And you know what, what happens with such people? For example, I remember one time I was talking to a, a guy who came to see me. He said, um, he said, uh, he never knew. Actually, he had never had any sexual intercourse before. He said he never, he, he thought he was very strong. He said, I hold me. I, didn't, I, I never thought I would do something like this. I never thought. Like I was raised in a Christian home. I said, I was looking at that guy. <laughs> so this is why you want to kill yourself. This is why we cannot sleep. I hold me. I said, you are exhibiting pride. Why don't you take advantage of the forgiveness of Jesus Christ? See, the Bible says, I won't have time to show you that scripture. It says, a man should not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So some people think of themselves more highly than they ought to think. So you see yourself too much in a certain way that you are not. That's why God told us, he says that when it comes to things that have to do with, you know, sexual things and you want to get, he told you, say, don't say that I am strong. So I will sit there. The lady will come, but I'm really, really, really strong. <laughs> or you're a lady, you tell them, you tell them, me, guys don't do shelly to me. They don't do shelly. <laughs> I really have control. No problem. No problem. No problem. Let's just use what God has said and be free. God says, flee. He said, don't even say that you are strong. 
Oh no, I'm a God, you see me, I'll be really very good and I, I pray in tongues. A guy told me that. A guy told me that. Hey, Pastor, hmm, the day I fell into that temptation, eh, I had just finished praying. I said, yeah. Sometimes even your prayer partner that you end up doing things with. Yeah. So I've told people, I said, don't have a prayer partner in the dark when in opposite sex. Don't do it. Say, so we are praying. And it's in the dark. And you're praying, and you're praying, you're praying. And I told you that before. In the beginning, you were shouting, My father, my father, my father. Then in the call of prayer, the lady turns and says, My father, my father. The person is coming here. You look for doors. Say, say, my grandmother is dead. I'm going. Say, <laughs> because you see, you see, when you create a very high barrier in your mind, look, let me tell you, when you create a very high barrier in your mind, when it is broken, you will become worse than those who are doing it. Because you have broken it. And again, there's nothing again. No. Do you understand? What destroy? Everything. See, so don't do that. You know, take advantage of what Jesus has done for you. Then close the chapter. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are not going down this road again. And you are helping me. Because if you try to say, we are not doing it again. Father, I'm promising you today. Eh? <laughs> there was a girl who came crying one time. This is many years ago. We went to, went to preach in, in Koko. The girl came to me and said, man of God, I think I will die. I said, why will you die? He said, the first day I had sex, sexual intercourse, he said, I promised God, I had a covenant with God that I will never do it again. But I have done it again. I think God will kill me. <laughs> Listen, I told you, I said, let me tell you, that is your covenant. <laughs> I said, that is your covenant. God is not aware of the covenant with me. Uh, it's like, it's like why, why, why do we always bully God like that? It's like, God, I have a confidence to do. Who waits for what he has to say? So God, me, I have a confidence to do. <laughs> We're always bullying God. Because we think he can't talk. <laughs> God thinks he can't talk. So, oh God. This is my terms of the covenant. We don't even listen to what he has to say. Are you listening? Believe in what Jesus has done for you. You understand? And when you say something, say, Lord, I don't want to do this again. Say, then tell the Holy Ghost. This is the part. Tell the Holy Ghost. Now, disappointment in another person. Number one, I want you to know that God has already said something about human beings that you need to know. He said, cursed. Cursed is the man that trusts another man. No matter the promise, see him as another human being who can fail you. I don't have high expectations of human beings. Ah. Years ago, my direct, my, a, a guy who was my, like, my direct assistant, like he was mad. I, if I can live, if at that time I was married, I can leave my wife with him. To take care of her, I'm talking about. I understand. To show you how much I trusted the young man. 
He was like, he was like anything. I, I don't know. One day he was sick. He was so sick. Yet I called for a meeting. He came for the meeting. He was lying on one part of the. I said, I said, young man, go home. He said, I'm not going. He said, sir, if you are here, I cannot go. Ah. Oh. One day, when he was also not pleased with me on a few issues I didn't know a lot about. Because at that time I was a fellowship leader, and because the rest of the fellowship members knew that this is my right hand man, if I'm not there, he's there. So they believed what he said to them. And he said so many things to them. They were grumbling. And I understand it was just the beginning part of ministry. Probably he didn't know. But then I was hurt because I knew that this person is so close to me. He, he's somebody who has portrayed himself he can die for me. So when he did it, I was so shocked. I couldn't come out of my bed. So a lot of members in the fellowship started, you know, developing a certain attitude toward me. It's just by the grace of God that I got to hear about the issue. Then they all said what they can say about it. Say so he said this, he said that, he said this. On, and my birthday was around that time. None of them showed up. They just showed up at, at, at my birthday. So it was a group, another group, who decided that whether what you are saying or not, we need to honor our leader. That who had the birthday ceremony? They didn't show up. I was hurt. You know that day I learned a lesson. That God called me. And he didn't call everybody concerning what he called me to do. So I don't have to be offended with what somebody does. Anybody, so I see everybody as everybody can leave me. So I don't have too much high expectation and everybody knows. And if I say do this for me and you are doing it, I always have a plan B because I know that you can wake up this morning and say you are not doing it again. You know what I'm talking about? I always have a plan B because I, I that is it. It's not like you can say I don't trust you. It's your business. If I didn't trust you, would I give you the thing to do? But he said, "Cares." Bible says, "Cares is the man that trusts another man." See the person as another human being who can do it. He can do it. It's another man. He can do it. Because when you set certain expectations of your life, when you set certain expectations, and people don't meet those expectations, you see that it will cause you emotional issues. I was talking to somebody today, and the person said, "Said thank you for." Giving uh, changing my mindset about this thing because some people have a mindset that once you get into a, 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 a relationship, it's supposed to be like Korean drama. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You see, so you, you have set high expectations. So once somebody's not meeting that expectation for you, you think that there's something wrong with you. Either you are not nice or you are, you're always thinking less of yourself. Are you getting the point? Please yourself and yourself. And let me tell you something. Let's say we were all born somewhere. Right? Some people were born with protest, we were born with six packs, we were born with beard. Six packs, they don't born with it. <laughs> okay, let me use we were born with flat tummy. That's one, yeah? Or that one, they don't use it to God. You know, some people come into the world, sometimes you can be going on through this type of thing, you see, like I'm a guy, you see a fellow boy, hey! 
It's like this one. Yeah, God is biased. It's biased. Waves. Eyes. Eyebrows. Pink lips. Then you know, you're wondering yourself that my mother cried. Why do she go and choose my father? Am I preaching a real message today? No, sometimes you be it's like was it three days today? I saw one guy like that. He used towel, towel, towel to cover his face. Then he removed the towel. Hey! Are these human beings on earth? Then the guy who was licking his lips. Do you know what? Do you know what? Immediately, when you see something like that. Don't start getting moody. That's oh, see me, slim, slim macho. See me now. I'm not nice. Then the ladies too. Sometimes you can see a fellow lady. Why? Your natural hair alone is so long. What have I done wrong, Lord? They're looking like a mermaid, like a fish from the sea. You see some human being shape. It's like it was a, a, a carpenter that carved it. What is all this? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a secret in this world. This world, everybody dwells on a strong point. Listen, this world, everybody dwells on a strong point. You understand? Everybody dwells on a strong point. It's something we call transformational leadership. Stay on your strong points. You will change the world with your strong points. There are men who don't even have as many talents as other men, but they have been more successful than other men. So what? You stay on your strong points. Some people just have organizational ability, and that's all they have in this world. And they've been able to bring people who are even more talented and bring them under their umbrella. Just one thing they had, they were able to to transform everything. So dwell on your strong points. What's a strong point? Me, I know I have sense. So, I can start wondering. See, you're a fine boy. So I don't even, I'm not sure if you have sense. <laughs> you understand? Dwell on strong points. I'm not, I'm not fine like him, but I probably have sense than him. And just in case, he also has sense like me. We all have sense. You understand? Stay on your strong points. Are you listening? You are, you, are, you are a lady, you see another lady, so oh, thank God, this is a very nice girl, but her, uh, have you seen my eyes? Stay on something you have. Don't think little of yourself. So when I solved a heartbreak, it was not a heartbreak, but it was, we, I, we left ourselves. After I, I, I we left ourselves, I, I, I didn't feel it so much, you know why? Because I felt like she lost me. You know why? I'm a prophet of God. Hey! Do you understand? I change people's lives. That's my occupation. So if you leave me your life, you understand? I you understand? I'm a man of God. Listen, 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 listen. Hold a good picture of yourself. Nobody will do it for you. Are you listening to me? Hold a good picture of yourself. Nobody will do it for you. Maybe you are not so fine according to people's standards. But you are funny. 
you are also joy to some people. You can understand. Because let me tell you, the real values of life, by the time we are 50, 60 years, we will not think about how fine somebody is or how unfine somebody is. That's when the real values begin to come out. Have you seen your grandmother? Do you understand? So don't let that thing give you depression. Don't be disappointed because of what something did nobody did to you. Always think of yourself as, I am an inclusion to somebody's life. I am, you know, look at this. One, when you go to wedding, they tell you one plus one equals to one, right? One plus one equals to one. It's not correct. See? They say the two shall become one place. No. One plus one is not equal to one. It is one in one that becomes one. So, so somebody who is in a relationship with you is not your better half. You are not half. Tell somebody, I'm not half. How can you be half? Epaphras, one who is a servant among you, laboring fervently among you, he said, uh, laboring fervently in prayers, he said that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. I stand perfect and complete. What is half? I am one. The person I am going to is also one. Then we all become one. So it is one in one that becomes one. It is not half and half. Because when you start thinking you are half, you always see yourself as inadequate. So if you say that um, you are half, that means people who choose not to marry, they are half? No. Lift your hand and thank the Lord. Speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. So if maybe it is a spiritual one you've been going through, or maybe it's a natural thing that has been going on in your mind, sometimes you think you are not adequate, you are not complete, something is wrong with you. Go ahead and talk to the Holy Ghost. It always works for me. I, I believe it will work for you. Talk to the Holy Ghost from your heart. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Ghost. your love to Jesus. Oh, 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 in the good day. 